Willow is a uh, pretty terrible wizard, but uh, ends up saving the day and rescues the princess baby, Alora. This is spoilers, and today we're reviewing Willow. This is spoilers. Welcome to spoilers. Uh, my name is Mikey, and uh, I'm here sitting in a virtual room with my friends. Uh, we're here to talk about the movie Willow today. Uh, let's go around the table. Go. East to west, which is pretty small this week. So uh, farthest east, we got Jordan. Jordan, where are you recording from? Bravo. Hey, Mikey. Uh, this is Jordan from North Carolina tonight. Um, I just realized I, lo- I was looking at our Skype calls, and it's been exactly one month, December 17th, since I was last on a pod. So it's kind of like poetry. It rhymes. We did a pod on my birthday? I don't know about that. It doesn't rhyme, though. <laughs> it rhymes. <laughs> George Lucas says it rhymes. <laughs> Again, it's like poetry, so if they rhyme. Yeah, George Lucas uh, had a lot of creative control in Willow. We'll talk about that eventually. Shocker! <laughs> Next in our virtual room is Stevie, or is it Josh? Josh. You guys are pretty close. Oh, man, we're talking inches. George, Josh, yeah, the, we're... the elder wizard of the group. Yes, brother Josh. Um... Hey guys, uh, I was. <laughs> we had some equipment problems and like some mechanical failure failures kind of pushed back this pod a little bit. But I've been keeping myself busy listening to some Toy Story clips and uh, just hanging out. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. nice. Uh, spoilers is held together with tape and glue sometimes. So uh, next, <laughs> uh, next in line is uh, Stevie. Stevie, where are you recording from? Recording from Elkhart, Indiana. Uh... I feel like I am the supplier of that tape and glue tonight because my microphone stopped working, unfortunately. I had to bury it with bagpipes today. Ooh. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, is there like any chance you can return that, or <laughs> is it just a lost cause? <laughs> uh, I mean, I will give my official stance on something, but apparently everyone will get mad at me for it. Um, no, it's just, uh, I have to get a new one. I've had it for two years, though, so it's it's been trusty for me for the past 24 months. Had a good run. Yeah, I feel like as far as, you know, electrical stuff goes, it got me a pretty far away. But that is why you have splendid quality tonight. Yeah, that is why I sound so good and crisp. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, like I said, we're uh, talking about Willow today. I won trivia last week, and so that's the movie I chose. Uh, it's a 1988 fantasy action-adventure movie. Um, it revolves around a dwarf... Uh, wait, what is this uh, race name? They're a- called Pex. No. <laughs> whoa, 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 Stevie. <laughs> we'll bleep that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're called Nelwyn. Nelwyn. Nelwyn's. Uh, a race of Nelwyn which in any other fantasy realm would be a dwarf, but I guess they didn't want to use that term for this movie. Or a hobbit. Or a hobbit, yeah. Um, so I guess I just want to open up with, uh, have you guys ever seen this movie or heard about it before, and uh, what were your initial takes on it? Mikey, when we were in Josh's basement recording Cliffhanger and you picked this, 
I thought you picked like a soft and gentle anime from the early 2000s <laughs> that I had never seen. Willow. Like I had never fucking heard of this movie. And I was like, oh, it's going the anime route. We've done it before, but we'll do it again. And then I looked it up on IMDb and I was like, how much cocaine <laughs> were George Lucas and Ron Howard doing in their trailers when they made this? But I'm super intrigued. You've never even heard of it before? Never even heard of My Willow. My brother-in-law's nickname is Willow. So I've been hearing about this movie for nigh on 15, 20 years. Like, I been this married f- that long? No, but I've known the Van Elks. I'm just kidding with you. I, Wait, I've which, known the Van Elks for which, quite a while. Which one is Willow? <laughs> Who's, yeah, why is like he Willow? Like he's taking pride in the fact that Willow is so cool? I think he embraced it. squeaky voice? His Xbox name was actually Willow something. So yeah, he embraced the Willow. Which brother-in-law? Interesting. Billy. So, like, William, um, Willow, I gotcha. guess. But, hmm. I Is mean, he's small. I feel, no, and, and I feel <laughs> like you guys aren't giving Willow enough credit. Like, he has no redeeming qualities that anyone would ever want to replicate. Like, you guys are kind of being assholes right now to Willow. I I mean, I just, he's not the first Tall. action-adventure hero I'd, like, want to. <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to do with height. <laughs> but he wouldn't be the first uh, person I choose to be on my dodgeball team. He'd be like picking an odd job. He's like too good. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> He's a word. But have you pack. seen the movie before? <laughs> I haven't. So have you seen? I haven't. So this is good uh, to finally catch up on the inside joke. Whatever that was. Jordan, did you have you heard any of it? No. Heard of it or seen it before? I had never heard of it at all. I went in pretty blind, um, and I was stunned when I saw George Lucas and Ron Howard. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, this could be good." And a, a little, di- a little uh, disappointed, let's say. Yeah, I uh, I only know about this movie because I have uncles that had this on VHS tape at my grandma's house, and this was like one of the very few movies that we ever watched that was entertaining at grandma's house. And so I've seen it a couple of times, but <laughs> I certainly ice haven't seen it in like ten, fifteen years. <laughs> Your Swiss it family, might or be. I've never. <laughs> Do you hold this movie in a fun? This is my place? time bandits. <laughs> yeah, this is my time bandits. But yeah, uh, I guess I want to start off with that, directed by Ron Howard and in collaboration with George Lucas. Uh, in a couple months, the Solo story or whatever that movie is called is coming out in a few months. So. Uh, this is kind of like a prequel or a prequel into uh, what what we could possibly expect from the Solo movie, uh, which is also directed by Ron Howard. And does anybody know the name of the first director that got fired? Uh, I think it was a tandem. I think it was two guys, wasn't it, Stevie? The Lord Brothers? Lord and the guys Miller. guys that did the Lego movie and like 21 yeah. Jump Street? Lord and Miller. Yeah, that's So there's them. been three directors? For Solo? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> that movie's gonna suck. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, probably one of the very first early... I don't know if they've had any other projects, Ron Howard and George Lucas, other than this and Solo. So I just thought it was interesting. I kind of lucked out there with my pick. I totally forgot that Ron directed this, but it ended up being a interesting piece of trivia for this episode. Uh, so we start off... And we get some text on the screen, a la 
legend of a prophecy of a baby who will bring down the powerful queen Bavmorda. Let's give this some credit. This this clips through those credits and those those words a little bit quicker than legend. Legend is like a short story in itself. Yeah, but there's no unicorns <laughs> in this, all right? Are we Get hire- off legend's ass, Josh. Are we hiring spoiler man to read that read that text for us or not? I'd be down. That's not five bucks worth. Slavery. It's only two lines of text. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the very first scene is basically a baby genocide with uh, Bavmorda, Queen Bavmorda, uh, just going around randi- rounding up all the pregnant women in the kingdom and then just looking for a mark, a birthmark on their arm, which will indicate if they're the prophecy or not. And uh, she's just going around killing all these babies. She finally finds the one that she's looking for. Uh, but they happen to escape through secret tunnel or something. It's not exactly made clear with a midwife. And uh, Morta kind of sends out her army to go track down this midwife and baby. And uh, they... Uh, the midwife kind of comes to a creek where she kind of gets uh, taken down by some rat-like dogs. And then uh, the baby kind of floats down to uh, the uh, tribe that Willow is staying at. and uh, Very Moses-like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've already established our Jesus-like character. Yeah. Is the baby, Alora. Moses. Is, uh, Moses. Well, we don't know her name yet. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so the midwife is torn to shreds by these rat dogs. The baby. Those things look dumb as fuck, by the way. They were just a blur. They were just Rottweilers dressed up in some crazy ass cocaine shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like a dog with a dog sweater on it. (laughs) I mean, the Rottweiler would have been scarier than what that was. That's exactly what it is. It was like a dog with a rug over it. They chow down on that midwife, though. They chomp her. Yeah, they tore her ass apart. And then, like, it seems like the Hobbit village, or the Nelwyn's village, is, like, a quarter mile down the stream. <laughs> it takes them a while to get there and look for him. But, um, Mikey, th- when they enter that Nelwyn village for the first time, I hadn't seen so many little people since, like, Wizard of Oz. Does that not make you squeamish thinking about that casting and just, I don't know, something's weird about it, isn't it? Talking about the Wizard of Oz, w- Wizard of Oz orgies? No, no, not the orgies. No, just like, just like uh, the weirdness of being like, like what the casting sheet would ask for. Yeah, we're looking for little people. I think we talked about this on the Time Bandits episode or something around it. We're like, I we didn't really think. Well, at least I didn't think it was so much as. I don't know, like uh, discriminatory or anything like that, because casting call sheets will ask for, oh, we're looking for a black guy for this role, or we're looking for an Indian guy for this role, or a white chick or something, so I guess it's just the same classification if you're just looking for a little person. I mean, it's, they weren't like being mistreated or anything, at least I don't think, so. Except for being called the whole movie. Am I allowed to say I that? I mean, that is... <laughs> we'll bleep that. <laughs> Part of the key. Yeah, <laughs> 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 
for my final amazing feat. I will make this entire pig disappear. Please watch very closely. Warpity Ban, Doru, Doru. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think it was like, what would Pappy say? That's what it uh, called for. Cringy. They, they couldn't have like technology like they did for Lord of the Rings and hire like tall or mid-size actors and shrink them down through camera work. I mean, so if it calls for that, it calls for that. I don't think it was discriminatory. I think it was kind of awesome that they all got together and got to have their own role in Village. I think that there was a little awkwardness for me, but it was like enhanced when they start calling them derogatory names, like you stupid peck, like get out of my way. And they're like really weak and everyone makes fun of them. Like that's when it felt really weird for me is that there's this whole like village or race of people that they're like making fun of the entire movie. And he's a pretty, they're pretty helpless too. I mean, they're at the whims of men and men who (laughs) ride around with skeleton masks. (laughs) Hey, we'll get to Skeletor in a bit. <laughs> uh, but in the trivia, uh, George Lucas was actually upset that uh, Val Kilmer was top build. He thought Warwick Davis deserved it because he had the most screen time and it was actually named after him. So he was a little upset that Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer ended up being the top build cast member for this movie. So, I mean, but also George is kind of... I don't know. Who knows what to think about George? Yeah, but Val is like straight off Top Gun for this. I mean, he's a huge star at this point. Like, no offense to Warwick Davis, but... He's not getting butts into seats. Yeah. Yeah, he's not... Yeah. Val Kilmer and Sweet Sweet Sorcia, who is a babe, will get those asses in seats. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... Willow and his children find this little baby in a little cove by the stream. And then uh, Willow's kind of telling his kids, don't touch that baby. We don't know where it's come from, so we don't want to deal with it. So just leave it be. Uh, But the kids kind of fall in love with the baby. And so they bring it back to the house. Don't go near it. We don't know where it's been. But Dad, it's a baby. It's not like us. No, it's not an Elwin. Looks like a daikini baby. What's a daikini? Daikinis are big. Giants who live far away. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. Can't we keep it better? No. We'll push it downstream and forget we ever saw it. <laughs> Come on. Time goes by, I guess a day or two goes by, and then they're at this they're all at this carnival where uh it's ransacked by more rat dog type creatures and uh, Willow, I guess somehow determines that they're looking for the baby. So at the village council, uh, he reveals the baby to the entire village and the elders or the elder wizard kind of uh, exclaims that they need to return it to, I, I don't even know where this guy is pulling this out of, but he's saying that, 
this is a prophecy that's been foretold and this baby needs to be returned to a king and a queen in a faraway land. It's really nothing which, you can discern yeah. upon watching. It's just like the baby needs to travel a long, long way. Yeah. You have to go. Get it the fuck out of here. It's a ha- <laughs> it's a half thought out legend. And that they also this guy kind of bring up a fellowship up to follow him along in his quest to return the ring, I mean the baby, <laughs> uh, to its rightful owners. All this expedition needs is a leader. And according to the bows, that leader is you, Burglecut. And by fellowship, we mean a group of like five guys that are going to abandon him in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> Small people. No, one stays with him. Well, uh, he has his Sam. My favorite guy. <laughs> My favorite guy is the large, thumb-like, sweaty man <laughs> who harasses Willow over and over. And he's, like, spitting from his mouth, and he gets, like, shit and puked on twice in this movie. <laughs> oh, that was so gross. The bird poop and the baby puke, yeah. What I didn't get, though, is yeah. that he kept saying that if Willow took a long time on his adventure, his crops would fail. And that was never addressed at the end of the movie. Sure, he got crapped on, but were the crops good? <laughs> well, he was a sorcerer by the end, so he could just grow that shit. That's true. Yeah. Oh, really? I think he wants those crops, dog. He's got kids to feed. I was Maybe. a little confused about the the village wizard guy who basically admits that he's a fraud. The bones tell me nothing. That was awesome. These he bones like, don't mean shit. Yeah, he rolls he rolls the bones and the people are so pumped. He's like, Roll the bones. these bones don't tell me anything. <laughs> Do you care or about this? he throws baby? the dove. And yeah, he throws the dove and the dove flies back to the village and he's like, forget the dove. Go that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty bad wizard. And he's he was going to train Willow to be like a bad wizard too, but he picked the wrong finger. <laughs> Yeah, at the uh, annual apprentice test or whatever. Yeah, he's like, pull, uh, pull my fingers. Anyway. And he's got a lineup of Nelwyn pulling his <laughs> fingers. It's so weird. <laughs> now, the power to control the world is in which finger? Those little cocktail weenies on his hands. I mean, yeah, it was really weird. Hey, hey. Just saying. It's an age-old tradition that's been handed down <laughs> for centuries. Uh, so after that, we cut to Bev Morta, who's in her castle, and uh, she's kind of like complaining about this baby that's escaped. And her number one guy, Skeletor, comes charging in, and he's like, I'll find that baby. And uh, this guy... Which is her son. This guy just has like... Uh, I don't think it's a human, but it's like a, a skull face for a helmet mask type deal. And he's like, I'll go find that baby and then I'll go kill it for you. And then uh, he takes off and then Bev Morta is like going on about a prophecy about how she's trying to exile this baby's soul into a evil realm or something. I don't know. All of the... Parts surrounding the legend in this movie are really poorly thought out and not very well constructed, so it was kind of hard to follow what people's motivations were, other than Willow trying to get back to 
whatever this castle is. The baby of the prophecy, the one that will destroy you. I need that baby alive. I must perform the ritual that will exile the child's spirit into oblivion. Lots of cocaine, Mikey. Lots of cocaine. <laughs> just just remember the baby has to go someplace far away. I don't care. And like it's during this like first act, first leg of the journey that like Jordan was saying earlier, all the other Nelwins or Pecks or little people kind of back out slowly and his like real entourage emerges, which is like the baby two tiny guys that I don't even know where they're from. <laughs> And then Val Kilmer has our mighty Mad Mardigan kind of like <laughs> finally joining them. Yeah. Mad Max again. Mad Mardigan. I think I'm going to name my future dog that. Mad Mardigan would be such a good dog name. I didn't realize it was one word with no spaces. Mad Mardigan. How do you think his name was Mardigan and people just thought he was crazy? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So five minutes into this adventure that the uh, Nelwyn are on, they get spotted by the Dark Army, and they all kind of hide in the bushes. Ten minutes into this adventure, they've set up camp at a, at a, what would you call this? That thing that Val Kilmer's in, a crow's nest? Is that what someone called it? Looks like something that like, pirates would die in. Oh, a crow cage. Yeah, yeah. that's what they call it. Pirate yeah, cage. so they set up camp. <laughs> they set up camp next to this prisoner who's harassing them. And they think they're just going to wait it out here for a little bit. And uh, eventually his fellowship kind of turns on Willow and they kind of just take off back home and leave him be. He's only got one friend left with him and the baby. Megash, the Sam character. Megash. Yeah, and that's when he says, I believe, this is the furthest away from home I've ever been. Oh, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The prisoner in the cage is Val Kilmer, who is playing Mad Mardigan. Uh, His whole purpose right now is to try and get out of the cage, so he's making offers to try and get out of there. He's offering to take care of the baby and uh, do this quest for them so they can go back home. Um, Willow kind of refuses for a few minutes and then eventually caves in because he thinks it's a good idea to leave a baby with a stranger that's been in a jail cell for god knows how long he just agreed to that very quickly and left the baby with val (laughs) that was kind of bullshit for your main character i mean they even trusted him with this quest and he hands the baby off to the first human he sees the outer world is no place for a nelwyn give the baby to the first daikini you see then hurry home Am I the only one that's kind of like, yeah. for your main hero to and be then, so lazy about it? <laughs> they get five minutes away and they're all like, yeah, we're going to be heroes when we get back home. Can't you like imagine it? Like, People are going to be like trying to fuck us when we get back home. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you just handed a baby off to a stranger. You didn't do anything. Who's been locked up. He's obviously not a great man. Mad. You think I did the right thing? And he's like, sure, sure you did the right thing. <laughs> Leaving him to a crusty Val Kilmer who looks like he's been eating people. Well, not that many people. He's still pretty skinny there. Yeah. Skinny Val, friend of the show. Uh, 
So what else happens? Uh, Willow gives Val the baby, and then Val says he's going to go return the baby. But uh, Willow takes off with Migosh, and they get, I don't know how far away from home, when they're attacked by even littler people <laughs> who are, like, <laughs> I, I would say, like, the size of rats. They're Can very I bust tiny out another people. plot hole real quick? What's that? Like, when they were at the crossroads, and what's that guy's name? Arik? Or Arik? The, like, redheaded guy? He's leading the Erohim. E- oh, yeah. yeah. And they tried offering the baby to every human on the planet. <laughs> and it's like, if that evil queen is sending word to everyone in the goddamn world to get this baby, wouldn't one of those soldiers been like, hmm, that might be the baby she's looking for? Excuse me, sir. Out of the way, pick. Uh, pardon me. Sir, we found one of your babies in our village. Will you please take care of her? Run into battle, little ones. Find a woman to take care of her. I don't know. It just it made no sense to me. I thought that that lots army was in the dark about the baby prophecy at that time. I thought so too. You just it's don't get it, ba- Stevie. <laughs> I, apparently, there's a lot of nuances, lots of ins, lots of outs that I wasn't picking up on. It's a thinker, but like, I just Willow is such a lazy. This was hero. a. But go on. I mean, he's he is lazy because he is like physically limited in his capabilities. He can't exactly swing a sword or anything around, but that he's was trying his best. That politically correct you could be, Mikey, and I applaud you for it. He can't swing a sword around or anything, so he's <laughs> trying his best with what he's got to work with, I guess. He's pawning this baby off. Baby. Looking for help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's pawning this baby off. Uh, so, they're attacked by these little pygmy guys, and uh, I guess they've stolen the baby back from Mad Mardigan. Uh, the baby is is being carried by a peregrine falcon <laughs> with a little pygmy guy riding the falcon and uh, they kind of drop the baby off in the forest and then Willow is uh, confronted by a forest spirit uh, I don't know if we caught the name of this the lady, white witch from Lord of the Rings but, yeah pretty much the white witch or the white wizard from Lord of the Rings and uh, she just kind of tells Willow that uh, Almora has chosen him as her guardian and that she will only do this journey with him. So that's why the baby was brought back to him. So now he is forced to do this journey, even though he kind of already thought he was out of it. And so the goal is to return Almora Denim or whatever this girl's name is denim jeans don't forget her last name yeah (laughs) alora denim jeans to i don't even know if i got the name of this town right teznain or tezain to a queen to a king and queen who will eventually raise her just before migosh takes off to go back home uh he offers up some great advice for willow on his journey which is be careful 
before he dips out and uh, walks back home. Be careful. Uh, from there, Willow keeps walking. He enters a uh, a forest dive bar and kind of the sexually harasses and <laughs> he sexually harasses an old prostitute for milk for the baby. And he gets uh, he starts a ruckus in there. We shouldn't really just be throwing out accusations like that in today's climate. That kind of cheapens the whole thing, Mikey. He walks up to the only woman in this bar and asks, "Hey, do you got any milk?" What like a gentleman. Excuse me. Excuse me. Could you spare some milk for this poor hungry baby? Get out of here, pet. He's at a bar. He should go to the bar and ask for some beverages for this baby. <laughs> Can you take your top uh, off? But this? Willow gets, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Willow gets like kicked through a wall, and then he runs back into Mad Mardigan, who is now currently cross-dressing, uh, to get out of an affair with a villager tavern wench. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess there's like a hotel hooked up next to this bar that he's been hooking up with this lady. I guess eventually the. The Dark Army, or whatever this bad witch's army is called, is making their way towards the uh, bar, and they fa- they find uh, Willow and Mad Mardigan, and uh, it kind of leads off into a horse chariot scene, which I thought was pretty good. I thought it was a pretty good uh, horse chariot scene. What did you guys think of that? When the ring race were chasing them? I mean, this is the biggest Lord of the Rings ripoff of all time, but I do love it. Uh, yeah, this... Uh, but this was made before Lord of the Rings. Uh, this scene was pretty cool when, you know, it was just a lot at stakes, a lot of moving parts, um, especially, like, when the wheels were going. Willow was doing his best to, like, get knocked out and stay out of the way most of the time. Um, a baby this compartment. This Kilmer's time to shine. Uh, uh, yeah, like a baby compartment made for some sort of baby in a compartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're running over uh, tree trunks and branches, and this baby's just staying put. It's not flying out of this wagon at all. Uh, wheels are flying off. They're just, like, tearing off of this chariot wagon thing. Um, Mad Mardigan is getting uh, swung at with a mace. Uh, he's dodging, he's dodging mace attacks. He's <laughs> driving the horse. He's I think they threw trying a ninja to save this star baby. He's fighting with someone. Yeah, Mad Mardigan slash Val Kilmer is doing everything, and Willow is screwing around, trying to uh, stop this horse carriage. Um, they eventually stop the horse carriage, and then uh, they kind of like take off into the woods to try and get the dark army off of their trail. Um, and then I guess they kind of veer off from trying to look for the castle, and I guess somehow they were meant to find the sorcerer Roselle. Do you guys know where that change in plot came from, or did I miss something there? They're trying oh, to finding that that crusty witch who turned got turned into every animal there was in the zoo. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> Then the prophecy is true. The princess has been born. 
Take me to her. Their whole purpose now is to find this tiny island. Dude, I where thought Roselle I took like a bad placed. drug at one point because I was looking at the screen and I was like, why the fuck is that possum talking to that little man? <laughs> <laughs> the way they made those animals talk was hilarious. I, I don't know where that plot came in from and why they had to find that witch. I was like, what the fuck? I loved when they made her talk like each animal. Like when it's the goat, it like is buying every time it's like talking. <laughs> <laughs> it actually had my favorite line. Bad. Yeah, so it kicked somebody off a bridge and it was like, take that. <laughs> <laughs> there was a few, there's a few times when she's like telling Willow what to do as well. And it's just, like the plot holes are exposed because he's like, why do I have to do that? And she's like, just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask questions. The creature was so stupid. The first time she asked to be turned into human form, she like walks into the cage with them and is like, all right, now that I'm in the cage, turn me into human form. And I was just like screaming like you're an idiot. (laughs) Hither green and ban Clyde Lunenocht. Hither green and ban Clyde Don't interrupt. Sorry. Hither green and ban Clyde I am a young, beautiful woman. Concentrate, Willow. Yeah, if she can talk, why doesn't she just touch the wand and turn herself? I guess I don't know. I guess I don't understand. And turn herself back into it. Willow ain't yeah. a fucking sorcerer. He sucks. <laughs> Plus, that was a pretty cheap-looking wand. It looked like they broke it off any tree, like the first tree they found. Or like, yeah, this is it. But it <laughs> I did keep a complete list in my notes of all the animals she turns into. She starts as a possum, goes to a crow, then a goat, which was the best. Then she went to an ostrich ti- slash like peacock thing, then a turtle, then a tiger, then to a naked old lady, which was the best. Uh, so Willow is found and taken prisoner by the Dark Army, and uh, they're kind of sent to this little mountain hop ca- mountaintop camp, and they're held prisoner there, like we said. Um, then they uh, escape by uh, shredding down a mountain on a battlefield. <laughs> uh, so they escape. They had like hundred foot drops. Oh yeah, several. Like that baby would have been dead. Uh, but not before Mad Mardigan kind of is like put under a spell by these little pygmy guys and professes his love for Sorsha. The dust of broken hearts. Uh, he's kind of out of it and doesn't know what he's talking about. And then they escape down on this mountain on a shield. Um, and then I guess this like kind of leads into the absolute cheesiest part of the whole movie where Mad Mardigan kind of falls off the back of the shields and then comes tumbling <laughs> down and... Basically a cartoon fashion and a giant snowball and crashes into a, a tiki hut and kind of explodes. He's wrapped up like a chocolate Swiss kind of roll. Like a... <laughs> <laughs> he smashes into the side of this tiki hut and he's kind of like, whoa, what the hell happened up there? Ugh. And then uh, oh, I lo- also Will like, like it. you're out of your oh, freaking mind. Well, like Stevie no, was just, yeah, Stevie was just talking about how like, the baby would have been hurt so many times. And anytime there's like a rough moment where there could be like violence and you're thinking about the baby, they make sure to show you like a close up of the baby's face. She's like giggling, basically like blowing a bubble like every time. <laughs> How awesome was it when that, uh, when that army was chasing them down the mountain and Willow's inside that hut 
and out of nowhere he grabs like this the top of the two by four and swings on the horse. Anyone else notice that part? <laughs> yeah. It's like how the oh, fuck did he get up escape? there? Yeah. With the baby on his stomach, yeah. and then they do a close-up of the baby, and she's like, thumbs up, that was badass. <laughs> I guarantee that was just played in reverse. <laughs> he just, he just like, off. slid off of that horse. <laughs> he fell off they backwards. just reversed it. Uh, so, Willow and Matt are chased into a castle by the Dark Army from this hut that they crashed into. Um, at this abandoned castle, I guess, this castle is abandoned. For some reason, uh, they kind of siege up there as this dark army is trying to break in. Um, they set, set up some booby traps and stuff like that. Home alone. While they're doing all, all of this, uh, they're not alone inside the castle. There's some trolls that uh, attack Willow. Trolls. I hate trolls. And uh, he finally uses some magic, but I guess he doesn't know what he's doing, and he turns the first troll into like a Cronenberg monster and it kind of like <laughs> turns into a brain <laughs> on a bridge and then he kicks it into the swamp. And then while this is happening, well, these are the worst the trolls ever. We've, we've done uh, troll hunter, the movie and we've all seen Lord of the Rings. I've never like, seen trolls those, this small. Those are trolls. This is like a chimpanzee. Basically. It's like an ape without <laughs> the wings from wizard of Oz. It's all it is. Oh, these were mm. terrible. These were more like Planet of the Apes, like reject costumes. Like these <laughs> didn't even look good enough for that. Um, but yeah, I guess they were considered trolls. So while Val is defending the castle all by himself from this entire army, uh, a monster sneaks up behind all of them and uh, attacks attacks this army. Val freaks out and kind of. Runs to the same side as the Dark Army, and they, in kind of like a comical fashion, they're like, hey, what is this guy doing over here? And then they all chase after Val. So, this monster <laughs> just looks like a giant penis. It's like balls. And it's just like eating army guys and. Two headed. <laughs> Two headed. It looks so wiener. much like a penis. Yeah. It looks so weird. It looks like double dick guy. <laughs> uh, Stevie, what? There's a part where uh, Val Kilmer is like. He's swinging his sword all around. You know how he does like all his sword tricks. Oh yeah. And like he thinks the whole army is scared of him, like intimidated by him. But that monster is in the background, and that's what they're actually running for. I feel like that's a movie trope in a lot of movies, but I can't put my finger on one specifically. Can any of you guys? Ah, oh, that sounds like something from like the Marx Brothers would do, or um. Maybe even Mel Brooks would do something like that in a movie. This is '88, like so it's Brooks not like it's thing. yeah, it's not like a classic. Um, uh, if I had to point point to it on something, I would say either Charlie Chaplin. Even that sounds like something that would happen in that, especially with like City Lights or a Circus. Um, yeah, that's one thing I could even compare it to off the top of my head. Yeah, but it feels familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It feels really familiar. I'm sorry for interrupting Mikey. Um, well, does it happen in Lord of the Rings? Is there any instance where it happens there? 
that would be the one place where they basically stole all of the source material. <laughs> all of the source material. God. Uh, so this monster is like just eating guys and it's got like flame breath and it's lighting up trolls and stuff. And while all of this is happening, uh, Val catapults himself over the penis monster and like bank shots himself <laughs> off of a wall and uh, takes down a troll <laughs> to help out Willow who's like getting attacked again. Um, did any of you guys see how this monster was blown up? I'm it was away. awesome. Did it like swallow a, a bomb or something? Oh, yeah. no, no, no. It blows up. but I... uh, Val Kilmer did a bunch of theatrical moves and got on top of the, uh, got on top of the uh, testicle's head. And it was it looked like poor like clay animation as like it yeah. tried to show Val being swung around by like this giant monster. He ended up using his sword mm-hmm. and like it went through his head and through the mouth into the throat and when the monster tried to uh blow a flame it got trapped and it blew up. Is this a good time to maybe just talk about the Ooh. effects in this as a whole? Because I think there's some really cool practical effects but there's also some like really cheesy green screen specifically with the small tribal guys that join the group and then a couple of these monsters there's one like robot plate monster in a end scene that looks really crappy too <laughs> like those little dudes never looked right in the frame like it never looked like it looked no. terrible every time they were on screen Well, what what is George Lucas's thing with like shoehorning in these like microscopic people? Because it, rem- it reminded toys. me of the Christmas special. Toys. Hmm. It's well, like what, what's his what's his deal though? <laughs> Aren't you so glad that he didn't do that in Star Wars? Like he probably wanted to so bad, and everyone's like, "Dude, no! It'll ruin everything. <laughs> Don't do that." Enough of the cocaine, George. We've gone too far. <laughs> He's like, all right, we'll he have did a chess it in the Christmas board. special too on the chessboard. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, he has a chessboard, I guess, but that's like these guys are main characters and they're clearly not on the same set. They're marrying Pippin as little people. They barely even <laughs> talk to any of the other characters. They only talk to themselves and kind of shout things. <laughs> Honestly, I thought they were like these were reshoots and they were added like post production because they just look terrible. And then also, like you just said, Josh, nobody's acknowledging these people. Nobody's talking to them. And they have Mexican like... accents. Yeah, it was really strange. <laughs> we'll never keep up with those horses. Then we will have to track them. That would take forever. Besides, even if we find them, they'll catch us, stick us in cages, torture us, and finally devour us. Are you suggesting we go home? Nah, this is more fun. All right. You guys, did they? And they are extremely racist. Yeah, they had Mexican accents, did they not? And they're played by white people that are tribesmen. So how does that make they're any like sense? They're like pixies. They're what's that one Avatar like, movie like before fairies? Avatar? Like Josh's uh, favorite characters, fairies. <laughs> they're not Ferngully. Oh, Lauren says Ferngully. Um, they're playing like a. a Mexican yeah, like drunken Ferngully. trope, kind of the whole time. They even talk mm. about being drunk. They do love beer, but I thought it was more of a nod to Marion Pippin. But um, <laughs> dude, it's everything was came from Lord of the Rings. It's like if Masters of the Universe 
Lord of the Rings and Snow White fucked each other, you'd have Willow. Um, Yikes. Yeah. Jeez. Sorry. Had to, it, it was just driving me nuts watching it. Again, it's like poetry, so if they rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Skeletor shows back up. He steals back the baby from Willow, and uh, he he uh, heads on back to Bavmorda's castle. Uh, while this is going on, Bavmorda is turning everyone into pigs, and this is like a really disturbing scene. I thought really cool um, special probably effects. Probably the best. There's a lot of practical effects. Yeah, here. exactly. Pigs. <laughs> Uh, she's turning this entire army, the good army, into pigs, and there's like some really disgusting pig prosthetics being put on Valcomer's face and hands, and it's like all really, I don't know, it's like Cronenberg. It's like pretty gross. She even looking. did her daughter dirty. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess we should bring that up too. Sorsha is uh, Bevmorda's daughter, which is later revealed. And I think that. One thing that's funny from this scene is that when that witch is casting the spell, and she kind of does it individually, like she does it several times and is pointing at people, I feel like the actress was thinking that they're going to add some effect in post. But they just show her like waving her arms around. <laughs> and people just kind of clutch their stomach when they're hit. There's like no uh physical evidence she's overselling it yeah i don't know it's pretty funny uh there's a few instances instances of that coming up when uh the wizard fight goes down um bavmorda is like trying to kill this baby as willow finally transforms roselle into her human form which is an old lady (laughs) she'd been trapped like that for ever so she thought she was a young woman when she told willow at the beginning of the movie um but turns out she's an old lady uh, and then Roselle and Bavmorda have a wizard duel. Uh, they're going back and forth. Roselle tosses Bavmorda up against a uh, wall and gives her CTE. Um, <laughs> they kind of scramble. They kind of scramble around for a wand, and then uh, we cut back to uh, Val Kilmer, who's still fighting this army, and his warrior friend Eric gets stabbed by Skeletor. And then he kind of dies and rolls down a hill. How awesome is that when he died at the end and he was like, win this battle for me. And he does like that super cheesy I'm dying moment. And he does it at the end. He like jerks his head again just to sell it once more. (laughs) (laughs) He died died three three times. times. It was awesome. I am stoic. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of really bad acting in this movie, but... Well, that wizard's duel. You work with what you got. Not Eric is not a list because that wizard's duel is, I think, everything we wanted from Saruman and Gandalf's duel <laughs> in the tower, right? I mean, they go at it for a solid like twenty minutes. It's pretty hilarious. At one point, they freeze each other. They're knocking the wand out. Things are coming off the walls. I thought old bitch died under a rock. 
Like when that rock, and she got strangled. Yeah, when that rock went down on her, I was like, "Oh, homegirl had her time." But nope, she got up again. <laughs> was that when it looked like the Wizard of Oz when like her legs might curl up underneath the rock too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> During this time, Bav Morta has turned like a a, a saucer a saucer pan into a robot, oh, like Josh God. said, <laughs> and it's kind of running around the room, chasing Willow. Um, it looks really, really terrible. Uh, but Lucas Arts, man, I I was shocked to see that was them. I, I, it's eighty eight. Does it look bad because it's like such a weird thing to like animate and have chase someone around the room, or does it look bad because it just looks bad? When did Beetlejuice come out? It's your movie. I didn't pick Beetlejuice. Uh, it's my movie. Eighty eight. And that looked way better than this. 88? Yeah. Yeah, and the Star Wars looked better than this. Yeah, I just think lots of cocaine and breezeovers led to this looking like garbage. I think they got to a point where they're just like, this is kind of a farcical, fun movie. Let's not put the extra nine grand in to make this robot look actually good. Let's just spend (laughs) the 200 bucks. I think that's the problem with a lot of this movie is like it looks like uh, a lot of corners were cut just to I don't know. It seems like they didn't give it the full go just because Willow isn't such a marketable character, I guess, is what I'm taking away from it. Like Ron Howard was being paid to make the movie for as cheap as he could or something. Yeah. And and like I spent too much on blow. <laughs> With that being as true as it may be, I still felt like these end battles, there's enough going on that it was pretty entertaining. It's pretty action packed ending scene and I wasn't like disappointed when they cut to the wizard scene as it was taken away from like the battle down on the ground. Uh, so Val ends up killing it wasn't the like, general Skeletor guy. It wasn't like going from Battle of the Fates to Anakin <laughs> in the cockpit saying, that was a good trick. It was like equal footing is what I'm saying. And he gave a, he Skeletor got a pretty gruesome death. I mean, he was stabbed in the stomach, like punched again where he was stabbed. Multiple times. Then he was pulled down onto a sword and thrown off a goddamn bridge. A sword with like teeth in it, kind of. Yeah, he had a pretty epic. Uh, I was just waiting for like Val Kilmer to scream out, "I have the power," and it just would have made <laughs> the scene all that much better. Do you feel like there was blood missing though? There's like no blood. I mean, there's not a lot of blood in Lord of the Rings either. But um, were they trying to sell Willow as a kids' movie? They had to have been. Yeah, it's PG. Plus, it's past 1982, which is when PG-13 came out. So, yeah, they probably marketed this like hella kids movie. And, Stevie, you were saying that this movie could use a rehaul, and I agree with you. Oh, if they remade this movie... Do you think that should be PG? No, because the only people who would see it would be people our age and older. And so it would have to be rated... Like, it would have to be rated R. Mikey, as the only one of us that's seen this as a child, was it a good kids movie? 
I don't know. I just I know. I mean, would you, would you put your I, Xbox gamer tag as Willow for the rest <laughs> of your life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I definitely don't love it that much. I'm not that crazy about it. Uh, but I mean, I remember as soon as the music started playing, I remembered the music. I remembered. I don't know, just like watching it again for like the first time in 10, 15 years. I, all of this, all of these different scenes and stuff just kind of started coming back to me. Yeah. So I must have seen it quite a few times. That just means there was probably nothing to watch at Grandma's house. No Tombstone? I've seen the movie <laughs> a fair amount of times to remember. Yeah. Um, so Bavmorda. Is back in her castle. She spills her soup slash potion type thing while she's trying to kill this baby, uh, which I guess leads to a lethal combination, which uh, which paired with lightning is uh, the only way to kill Bavmora. Yeah, they Frankenstein the so hell out of ended her. up not using any magic at all. <laughs> uh, Willow doesn't really do anything to defeat this final wizard and. I guess he ends up being the hero anyways because he's in the right place at the right time. No, because he pussyfoots um, around so... and doesn't go get the baby like the first 25 times he has a chance. That really pissed me off. He's hiding behind the door like a dweeb. Josh, just be happy <laughs> you didn't have to watch no, Time they were Bandits. Like, just be happy. They're like, you, you don't have to come into this room if you don't want to, if you don't have the balls. And then he like doesn't. I hated he, that part. He doesn't have the balls, man. Yeah, but there oh. is a part, though, where it's shot super poorly, but there's, like, two dudes that have at least four feet on Willow that are, like, standing, like, in this alleyway. And Willow somehow and bulldozes both of them? He charges them, stabs one, and then they both fall down, like, three feet of stairs, completely, like, deposed at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite odd. But I'll give Willow credit. I could understand every line he said, as opposed to Time Bandits, where I picked out every other 75th word. Dude, that's just Narwhalist. I'll be peckist <laughs> if I had to. Couldn't understand a damn word that Time Bandits said. Yeah, Time Bandits really should be watched with subtitles. Yeah, can't understand a damn word they say. That movie seems like they had it in like 1.25 speed the whole time. <laughs> Way back. So uh, Bavmorda is defeated, and this movie wraps up real quick. Um, the next scene is Mad Mardigan and Sorsha, who I guess have taken over the Bavmorda's castle and are now considered the prophecy king and queen who should be taking care of Alora, and Willow just leaves the baby with them and then uh, Willow heads back to his village where he's greeted as a uh, as a hero and then uh, the movie just kind of ends from there
so that was Willow. <laughs> and it was a childhood movie that I've grown up and seen many times. So do you guys have anything else you'd like to add? Am I missing anything? I'm sorry your childhood was stolen from you. <laughs> do you think that like yeah. George Lucas tried to buy like Lord of the Rings rights back in the eighties? And like Tolkien was like hell like the Tolkien like trust was like hell no. And then he's like, Fine. So Peter, I'm gonna go so make my like... own <laughs> <laughs> Except the They're ring not hobbits. is a baby. So do you guys know? Yeah, and so he went off. Oh, your whole intricate world movie. with all your languages? Nope. <laughs> it just has to get somewhere with a baby. <laughs> you know that thing you call a ring? Well, I'm making it a person. <laughs> the names will be confusing as fuck. <laughs> I yeah, loved like, when Willow they would show good. that baby's face. That would. Definitely be the best drinking game. Anytime they show a close up <laughs> of the baby's face, take drink. a shot. Oh, you'd be trash. But it wasn't. <laughs> you'd be trash by it wasn't end. just to show that the baby's safety. Like one time, they're having like a dramatic conversation, and they like cut to the baby to show her reaction to what was said. <laughs> I was like, what? But <laughs> there's no reaction. She's always just smiling, just smiling so big. <laughs> I don't get it, it. Clearly shot later. Yeah. In every case, is pretty funny. Are we led to believe this baby has like powers or something, or is like, I don't know, what's the point of keeping this baby alive? I think it's just like, it could have been any goddamn baby. If a baby just would have made it out of that castle, that baby would have been the prophecy too. So, do we think <laughs> this gets into like some prophecy bullshit? But does Beth Morda basically confirm the prophecy by trying to kill the baby? Like, if she wouldn't have tried to kill it, it would and all the other babies, this wouldn't have happened to her in the first place. Oh, you know what man, I mean? mind blown. Ron Howard. <laughs> I think this movie would have been a lot better if there wasn't a prophecy and Willow is just trying to get a baby to safety instead of like all these steps along the way. Like, I have to get her to this crossroads now to this, to this castle. And you have no idea what the backstory of all that crap is. It might as well just be saying, like, gibberish at that point why couldn't they just be trying to get her safe i don't know little too hard to be lord of the rings at that point could it pump 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 the brakes a little bit there i it yeah take i don't think it needs a prophecy so much it's just not helped by as much as it's just like sorry go ahead jordan sorry it's just not helped by the fact that like the world isn't fleshed out at all they just arrive at places and they're going places because someone tells them to and not for any reason i think like when the goat tells them to just do what she says because like just fucking do it (laughs) there's no point to any of it and i don't know that's the thesis of the movie jordan (laughs) do it (laughs) progress the story (laughs) there's one point where willow like rows onto an island and he leaves the baby in the charge of the two three inch tall tribesmen like if anything comes along that baby is fucked anything (laughs) comes along that baby's screwed like there's a lot of poor decisions he's a father willow is a father (laughs) he knows how to take care of babies and you always leave uh, your baby actually the imdb trivia (laughs) (laughs) 
the IMDb trivia, he's only like 17 years old in this movie. Who is? Willow. Warwick Davis. Oh, really? Willow. Yeah, he's only like 17 years old, and then the kids playing his kid is like five years old, so there's only like a 12-year difference. Well, little known fact, no one's actually reached sexual maturity at the age of 10. (laughs) Didn't you know this? Is that why they're called pecs? (laughs) Pubes start growing on the pecs at like seven. Right? It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think happened to his crops, though? Okay, enough about... uh, Yeah, seriously, his crops. (laughs) Those things are dead. <laughs> oh, he lost the farm. <laughs> Wife left him for He's the. Into mine. Wife left him for the toe look at toe looking dude. What? It's like the end of Castaway. Does not bode well for him. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> uh, so if you guys don't have anything else you want to talk about, should we go around and review? Yeah. Give our yes and nos. East to east again. Jordan. Ah, shit. Um, so this feels like a movie that might have been like decent at the time as like a fantasy action flick, but it doesn't feel like it's aged very well. Um, we've also talked about this like in the past that it may have been better to be able to like watch this together and like laugh and stuff. Um, and I feel like that's been the case with a few movies that we've had in the past few months. But it's gonna be like the most flaccid ever yes for me because it is pretty funny (laughs) i it's i guess it's an original story and it has like for its time no i mean like dude stop no sorry it does rip off lord of the rings a lot but as far as like the different characters and stuff i feel like that stuff is not original unique i guess is what i want to say it's a it's a different take on the hero's journey with him just really Jordan, not knowing what the fuck he's doing the entire the time. But it's going to be a flaccid yes. It's a good plagiarism. Yeah, it's, it's a, a good, good plagiarism. plagiarism. It's Mikey's childhood movie. I can't just totally shit on it. <laughs> this is Brother Josh. Uh, uh, Josh. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a pretty solid yes for me. Of all these... Um, kind of movies I've been dragged into for spoilers, like Ice Pirates and Legend <laughs> and Beetlejuice. I think this is actually like my favorite in that camp. Um, I think a lot of it is if if you think about Val Kilmer versus uh, Tom Cruise. I'm not saying he's a better actor or anything, but he seems to have like an air of like jovial fun to him in it's this movie. Likeable. This kind. Of, yeah, and it's just like more fun to watch. It doesn't look like he's going for the Oscar at all times in this shitty 80s fantasy movie like Tom Cruise seemed to do. And just as an added bonus, like 20 minutes into this movie, I wrote down in my notes, oh, I just heard a Wilhelm scream. And I had made like two more check marks by that. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there are three Wilhelm screams in this movie. If you send spoilers, the timestamp in Willow when these Wilhelm screams are, we will send you a t-shirt. We've been trying to give out a t-shirt. This is not an easy one, but you can get it. This is a yes for me. Steve? Uh, this is a hell yes for me for so many different reasons. Um, one, because I love shitty 80s movies. Um, 
there's just this something's awesome about the 80s where there's great movies and then there's these movies and i feel like the these movies of the 80s are so much more rewatchable than the great ones and then also because i hold <laughs> lord of the rings so near and dear to my heart and i had never heard of fucking willow and watching this take everything from lord of the rings and souping up a shittier version of it was so much fun to watch. So, yeah, this is a hell yes for me. It literally starts at the Hobbit village. It starts at the Shire. And they, yeah, they have to take the <laughs> MacGuffin. And it ends with Mad Mardigan going, you bow to no one. <laughs> it has a wizard stool. I mean... It had everything. from. It stole everything from Lord of the Rings. I was just waiting for that wizard to just go... Well, she's a lady, so it'd be a little more high pitched, but she'd be like, You shall not pass. <laughs> In goat version, pass. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, I'm going to give it a, a yes. Um, like I said, I grew up with this movie. I've seen it a couple times growing up. And I guess I want to say that it reminds me a lot, besides Lord of the Rings, it reminds me a lot of like. Legend of Zelda, I guess. I don't know. Like some of the music kind of sounds the same. Um, action adventure type, type uh, adventure storyline. Um, I just found it like pretty entertaining. Uh, I know the special effects and the practical effects look pretty bad, but it was like nominated for light and special effects and uh for the academy awards so i guess it wasn't too terrible at the time they just haven't held up over the years i guess um i know it's a bad movie the script is not great but it was still entertaining and there is a lot of action nah man it's preserved yeah, I would like to see a remake like Stevie said. I think it would do pretty well. Peter I don't Dinklage know if we could. Willow, Channing Tatum is Mad Mardigan. Cast Amy oh, Adams shit. is uh, Sorsha. Oh yeah! Wow, you put some thought into that, dude. I could go all day. Put little version of The Rock as Vonkar, the dude who looks just like him. Trivia, dude. Val <laughs> Kilmer reminded me of Channing Tatum a couple times. Yeah, Channing Tatum Yum as Mad Ma- as Mad Mardigan, he would kill it. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, this movie could benefit from uh, a redo or a, a reboot. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it also just goes to show that like George Lucas isn't also the greatest filmmaker ever like everybody thinks that he is or wants to believe that he is. And this is just like another one of those instances where it's like you can see what he wanted to do and you can also see where he's ripping off other That's stuff. That he wanted to sell toys. And he just didn't quite pull it off. Um, Dude, Willow ain't selling no toys, man. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a yes for me. Uh, so we'll toss it over to spoilers, man. Right now, that's uh four yeses. That's preserved. We'll toss it over to spoilers, man. And then uh, we'll get back with some uh, trivia. So take it away, spoilers, man. Spoilerman. Unicorn. Twitter. What? 
Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. Our number is 903-776-4507. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for movie spoilers, clicking on the cereal bowl, select the reviews tab, and leave us some stars and some words. All right, Mikey, what's trivia? Uh, okay. I miss Pap. I wish Pap was here. Uh, trivia Where's is... Pap? <laughs> Sorry, we're not Where good enough he? for you, Josh. Where is he? Sao yeah, Paulo, he? Brazil. Where in the world is Carmen Pap Diego? Aren't they on, like, the same time zone as us? No, Can they're three hours ahead. Oh. So it's almost, like, three in the morning over there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, right. CB. So, uh... Yeah, I got it all figured out, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, welcome back to Spoilers. Uh, it's time for trivia. Uh, we'll do... We'll do Price is Right rules. Uh, you're gonna be guessing a year. Um, Ron Howard directed this film. Uh, as you know, he's a... Huge influencer in media. He's got his own production company. He's a director. He's an actor. He's done everything. Uh, but in what year did he appear in Jamie Foxx's music video, Blame It? Um, who was the last person to win trivia besides me? I think me? I was. Jordan, what was your last movie? CV, do you want to go first or last? So are we doing closest to the year? Oh, it might be Jordan. Closest to or Price is Right? Yeah. Wait, no, Stevie doesn't get the advantage. He just won. Right. I think it's more of a disadvantage to go first. Yeah. My last one was uh, Departed, which is a long fucking time ago. Did you do that like back in October? (laughs) Just about, yeah. So Stevie goes first. Joshua goes second. Jordan third. Jordan, you're third. So, Ron Howard appeared wait, wait, in wait, Jamie Foxx's music video, Blame It. Ugh. I I was actually Pan's Labyrinth, which was longer ago than... Okay, then Joshua the third. Sorry, I really want to win trivia. I'm not going to give you any advantage if I can take it. Sorry, Jordan. So, I can't go over, Mikey? Yeah, you can go over. Okay, blame it. No Price is Right rules, just closest. I have... I didn't know that Jamie Foxx had other songs outside of Gold Digger. Um, (laughs) For real, I had no idea. (laughs) So I will say... uh, uh, 2004. Jordan? So I'm next. Um... I'm going to say 2006. Bitch. <sighs> I think I think this came out. I think Jordan's really close. I think this came out maybe like right when I was 21, which was like 2007. Plus that traps Jordan in there. So I'm going to go ahead and say 2007. Wouldn't you have been 23? The actual year is 2009. Nice!
Son of a bitch. Josh wins. So now we can toss it to spoiler. Spoiler. It was already tossed. (laughs) You're on the spot, George. (laughs) Well, I sent Pappy a link today to a movie called Los Enchiladas. It's Mark or Mitch Hedberg's only movie, and I think the only place it exists on the internet is on YouTube. I'm not going to choose that movie yet, but what I am going to choose is something I've been waiting for for a long time. came out two years after this movie. It feels like an 80s movie. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990, the original theatrical release. It's actually an indie movie. Uh, can't wait to watch it, you guys. So we're not doing Secret of the Ooze? Secret of the Ooze. And no, it's just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No Vanilla Ice? No Ooze? Forget the Ooze. It's <laughs> over for the Ooze. <laughs> but why? So no... No... No go... No pizza delivery opening kung fu scene. No ooh, yum yum. (laughs) No donuts. The year uh, I think all of you were born, 1990. Let's hit it. Wait, why are you you, uh, considering this an indie movie? Uh, It's one of the most successful indie movies of all time. But Josh, if you fast forward one year... Wait, no studio bought this? Secret of the Ooze came out in 1991. <laughs> they tried to cash in on it a little too quick. But it's the best one! Ah, okay, I'm The production to watch company it. is 888 Studios. Uh, so, yeah. Interesting. I thought it was because most of it takes place underground. Oh, see what you did there. Underground. No, but it was a cult classic. Uh, but that was Willow. That's debatable. We'll see next week. Uh, that was Willow. Thank you for listening to spoilers. Uh, I was your host, Mikey. These are my friends. And that's it for this week. Thanks, you. We're not fucking friends. Love how Jordan goes, no (laughs) yum yum. Spoilers. Jordan, you, I mean, Josh, you read the Lord of the Rings books, haven't you? Yeah. How faithful were the moody movie adaptations to the books? How faithful was Willow to Lord of the Rings books? Pretty, pretty faithful. I okay, feel like that's, it that, that's what I was going copied. for. <laughs> that, that, that's what I was going for. <laughs> Josh, what's the uh the first one project is project rate you want us to be at again? Forty eight, I think. 48. Stevie, okay. the that's what the I fellowship thought. is like perfect, right? As far as an adaptation. As far as like not going to left field anywhere, yeah. Yeah. And then they kind of get more and more further away. 
Yeah, kind of like Game of Thrones if you think about it. Because, like, I mean, especially with, like, Return of the King when, like, dude bros, like, hop off the boat and end the war in five seconds. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I heard the news today. We're at 48,000 on a project rate. Thousands. 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 We have five. Thousand. How does this sound? <laughs> oh, I might actually sound decent. This might actually just end well for me. Alrighty. So I had to do it super, super janky one time when I had to listen through it on my phone, then speak directly into my computer to record. <laughs> it was a janky way to record, but it was the only way I knew how to do it. Fucked up Jen's computer forever. Forever? Yeah, I downloaded Audacity on a computer that could barely handle it, and by the end of it, it was fried. <laughs> Just threw it right in the trash? <laughs> Pretty much. She was, like, on vacation. I was in Chicago, and me and Pappy had to record the lobster. And I was like, what the fuck do I do? And it was, like, a Mac from, like, 2011. Really stretched it. It pooped out one last audio file and yep. died a graceful death. Pretty much. <laughs> Less than thrilled. Okay, recording on this end. Good to go. I'm good to go. Doesn't seem like Mikey's ready. It's a lot of banging around. I hear a lot of, a lot of files being moved around. All right, you guys ready? Ready. Uh, yes. Oh, wait, I got to think of a spoiler. Oh, bring on. Mikey, you chose this? Wow. Yeah, dude. Super topical movie. Willow? (laughs) Sexual assault. It's easy and sorry yeah, to nothing wrong. <laughs> what? It's a pretty hot take. Dude, what what did he do that was so wrong? Just save it for the pod. God damn it. I mean, the woman willingly sucked his dick. It's not like she was like being raped in a torture chamber. She suck his dick? Yeah. yeah. Willingly. <laughs> this is a consensual sexual experience for both of them. And just because he was an she... asshole about it, she was like, oh my god. He did nothing <laughs> wrong. Seriously. Aziz and Sari did absolutely nothing like, wrong. <laughs> Good thing there's a lot of powerful female characters in this movie. Oh, yeah. Including the White Witch from Lord of the Rings. That was awesome to see. I think you get some side boob in this movie. Oh, yeah. We can't say midget, by the way. Yeah, what are we going with? Are we, like, little real people? Life, real Do- Life Willow was on Twitter ranting this week about how he likes little person, little persons, or little people. Okay. But in the movie, they're dwarves, right? Uh, they're some type of hobbit. They're I mean, pecs. They're, they're pecs. Yeah, they're, 
Which, seems like a derogatory I didn't know if that term. was a derogatory that, that term. Was the, that, <laughs> yeah. That's the N-word for a small person. All right? <laughs> if they use the N-word only ever, <laughs> and that was the only word for it. <laughs> I didn't know if they had, like... I, did, I honestly didn't know if that was a derogatory term in this cinematic universe. Is it a derogatory term kind of, in real life? They're kind of like saying it with a little. They're spitting at them. Little, a little gusto bit. behind it's it, isn't like it? A, is it a hard <laughs> yeah. K or a soft K? <laughs> it's a hard K. It kind of, I think it's kind of in the way they're saying it. Yeah. Peck Urban Dictionary. No, not Pecker. Peck. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just said with a bunch of chest muscles. Yeah, but the. The pack is with a hard P. Don't worry, there's a Willow Wiki. No shit. Yeah. Out of the way, peck. <laughs> Derogatory slang term. Someone who annoys you, don't want to be around. <laughs> He's a Nelwyn. <laughs> They're Nelwyns. Nelwins. So it is an N-word. It is an N-word, indeed. He does say, don't call me a peck. <laughs> and don't call Aziz Ansari a sexual assaulter, because he didn't do a damn thing wrong. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, he... our pod's official take. No, no it's, it is. Okay, outside of being a rich asshole, what did he do that was so wrong? It's not like he's five foot nothing and weighs 97 pounds. You couldn't just barrel through him. The claw. Oh, the claw. <laughs> what? Who said that? What the fuck was that? It's what that girl called his like finger and throat move. Sounds like a fish hook to me. It's not like he beat her with paddles and like, so he was like, let me show you my playroom. I mean, for God's sakes. I stand with disease. You guys have read way more about this than me, I think. And, like, for uh, real, like, I'm sure she went to the New York Times and they're like, what did he do? No, he went to babe.com. Yeah, so she went to babe.com yeah, babe. instead. Yeah. I'm going to tweet from our, from our Twitter saying we stand with disease. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be famous as fuck. We got Master of None season three. Yeah, we might. Seriously though, Aziz Ansari should not apologize. I mean, he probably shouldn't have been like so forceful about the sex, but nonetheless, he's a rich asshole. He has things to do. The club did decide who will go and who will stay. That's his soul. That's Aziz's thing. If, if a you bitch think? takes this, she will stay. If not, she will go. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you just like fall and your mouth like falls on a dick. Like, I mean, she obviously was like, all right, I'll suck your dick. And she just didn't like the way it was going. So she wrote a story about how he sexually assaulted her. He did nothing wrong. All right, you guys ready? You guys ready? I'm ready. You guys ready? Ready. Yep. 
This is spoilers, and we stand with the Z's. Oh my God, no! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. (laughs) Three, two, one, go.